And I'm Rami, and this is Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs is a place where we talk about interesting things we've read or heard and how it relates to the workplace experience. Our goal here is really simple. Help us all expand our workplace toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy without a whole new degree. We purposely look at it in three different scenarios. We hit it on the high level, um, 30,000 feet. We'll then talk about how we've experienced it at the lowest level, talk about it like the dirt level. And then we bring it up to eye level and, and try and give you some tips on how to take this back into your own workplace life. Shannon, I, I feel like what we're talking about today is um, almost like a superpower in terms of the title. Um, it may not be as uh, difficult to comprehend and it may actually be a, a really nice asset for us to have. But can you tell me uh we're talking about time shifting. Time shifting. It sounds like like the something from the Matrix, right? I haven't yes. watched the Matrix in forever, but it's like I just get that visual of the guy in the Matrix when he like bending bullets, his body, yes, all the way back. Uh huh. Okay, so at at the most basic level, what what the heck is this book about? This is a book about taking back control of our lives, not by teaching time management. But by shifting, time shifting, our relationship with time itself. And really, in the simplest terms, it's about cultivating presence and being more present. And and honestly, Rami, I loved what you said at the beginning of like, this feels like a superpower. Because I kind of think that being really present in whatever spaces or moments you're in is kind of like a superpower. Yeah, I agree. I think when you think about the times of your day when you're really present it's very different like time kind of i think it depends if your day is going fast or slow but i think the time in that moment feels very different yeah so time shifting is really um tips on how to be more present throughout the day yes i think so um and about shifting the way that you think about time so I also want to touch on like, okay, what the heck does this have to do with empathy, right? Because we're a podcast that's all about trying to encourage people to build their empathic, empathetic capacity. Yep. So personally, I think that perhaps the most beautiful thing you can do for someone, including in your workplace environments, is give them your full presence and attention. Uh, And I also think that it's maybe one of the most efficient things that we can do. But we have this relationship with time that's like no, 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 no. Like I got to be doing a million other things right now. Like you are, you, you person coming into my space, you are impeding my ability to GSD right now. When truly it would be so much more efficient for us to just embrace the present with them, embrace that interruption, get it taken care of, and then move back to your work day. I'm curious, Rami, what is your take on presence and empathy? Putting it on the spot a little bit. Big fan. So I want to expand on one thing that you said, which is GSD. I don't, I haven't heard that phrase in a while. So I just want to clarify if people don't know it, it means to get stuff done. Yeah, get stuff done. And you done. can, you can make whatever S you want there. Yeah. But just, just for clarity, because I was like, I heard you say, it and I was like, well, I haven't heard that in a while. Look, I think whether it's at work, whether it's with our family, whether it's with anyone, I think when someone sits down and gives you a hundred percent of their energy, and you don't have to repeat yourself and you don't have to s- try and get their attention, right? I think I think when you when you said this, I think of my kid and he's always like poking at me and he's always mm-hmm. like trying to get me. And so he and I will sit down and we'll play for a little bit. And I think 
if I put myself in his shoes, like having someone fully invest time in you, I think there is nothing more transcendent than that in life. Yeah, yeah. And time is a weird thing in the sense that it is the most precious resource. So something that they talk about in the book is that money is renewable, but time is irreplaceable. Yet for many of us, well, maybe I should just speak for myself, money and my ability to accumulate wealth was like my priority the first 10 years of my career. But the reality is I can go out and get more money. You know, like, that's not the problem. My time, though, is irreplaceable. And so I I think about how much more impactful and tender, it's a weird word to use, maybe, it was for me, for anybody to give me their time, because it's like that sense of just how precious that thing is. And it's also a really odd equalizer because like it or not, we all have the same amount in a work day. That's such a interesting thing that that it is it is the great equalizer, right? Like we're all in the same place. We're all sharing space. But for you to take time out of your day to focus on me, that's time that you could be doing literally anything else, whether that's getting ahead, catching up, whatever it is, but you're choosing to take that time and focus on me. There's a there's a Jay-Z quote that says, you could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Mm. And I think out of out of context and in context, I think it's really sweet, but I think it, it it's that way of saying like, I appreciate you and I, I'm willing to 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 take this precious resource and invest it into you and, yeah. and give you that focus. Yeah. Yeah. And now if we bring it a little bit into like the the tactical level, maybe, and how we've both experienced this in our own lives, I'd love to hear if you have any fond memories of folks with somebody who really was present with you versus the people that don't. Um, What comes to mind for me is I remember vividly when I was at the low point in my career at Target towards the end and going into my boss's office and they wouldn't even turn away from their desk. You know, and it was like, gosh, all I need is for you to be fully present with me for like two minutes Mm -hmm. in this thing. And not because like something's blowing up, but more just for the message that it sends to me for you to turn yourself away from your desk right now, for you to peel your fingers away from that keyboard where you're typing out that last email, even though like this is my time, right? Like I'm in your office 10 minutes after our meeting was supposed to start for my status And just to peel yourself away in that moment. So that rings true for me as like a really painful moment where presence Mm -hmm. was lacking and the impact that it had on me to say, gosh, why am I here? Like, these are people that can't even pry themselves away from presence. And then on the flip side, remembering to the beginning of my career, I was just looking at an old career journal (laughs) and it, (laughs) it brought up these memories for me when I was a little like nobody analyst And my boss's boss and I had a status and he shifted his whole being to be fully present with me across the table, asked me all kinds of intriguing questions about me and my background, my life, genuinely expressed that interest. And I was invested, right? Like from that moment forward, I was invested. I would like go fall on the sword for this dude because I knew that he cared. Mm -hmm. Any moments that come up for you, Robbie, that you think back to? I think similarly, right? Like the, it's, it's interesting because when I think about, we talk about 
we talked about time being the great equalizer. I think when we think about people well above us, our leaders, Mm -hmm. we think of time for them being even more precious. Mm -hmm. And I think it's when, for me, what I think about is like thinking about those leaders who I've got very little time with, right? They super busy, like always in things. And you try and catch them at the end of a meeting to say, hey, like, I want to talk to you about this one thing. And then they would not peel away from their phone. Like they would not get off their phone. And you would just say, okay, well, your time is very important. So I get what you're doing here. But at least you're like, you're potentially listening to me. You're potentially hearing what I'm saying. And I'll take it. That wasn't necessarily a great experience but like that's how you would try and break through with those people and i think you just said okay fine like that's what they're gonna give me that's what i get to the flip side of it when a leader like that and i remember distinctly saying hey like we're not gonna meet in my office we're gonna go meet like downstairs we're gonna go meet at this other place and having that meeting in a different place and and i've always taken that for me to say like if this is if this meeting is important you and i are gonna go somewhere else We're going to go to a different place and we're going to have a conversation where I won't be distracted by my job. I may be distracted by whatever we're around. I'm a perpetually distracted person, but I won't be distracted by like the things that I need to do or the things that I'm not doing by having this conversation. I think that for me was like a real light bulb moment of that person cares enough about this shared time in this shared space that they're going to invest in me and focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. I loved what you said there and like a couple of threads that I want to pull out, breaking up the space, you know, breaking up the environment to help yourself and the other person be able to fully focus with you. Um, And then also slowing it down, like, permission to go more slowly through your workday. And I know for some people, like if this was me four years ago, right now I'd be like, holy crap, who is this lady telling <laughs> me to slow down? Does she does she want to come look at my to-do list? Like, woman, I do not have time <laughs> to slow down. But I remember starting coach certification with a woman who's an executive at Google And she, this mantra still just sticks with me to this day. She said that it was her mantra to walk slowly. Like walk, literally, physically, walk slowly throughout her workplace. And I, it like brought back flashback memories to me tearing down the hallway of TPS 25, (laughs) running from meeting room to the bathroom, like literally sometimes running. And how much more impactful I could have been as a leader if I had instead walked slowly and kind of kept like eyes open, ears open for what was going around on the floor around me and who might need a little bit of that presence in that day, in that moment. And again, I go back to what I said at the top of the episode that I think we play into this false lie that it's inefficient to do that. But really, like, if I think about the times where I got really present with myself or another team member, and I had an ability to create that empathic, empathetic work environment, we got stuff done so much faster, you know, (laughs) because I wasn't trying to do a million things at the same time. I think the what you're hitting on is that same thing when people say, like, do you ever look up? Like, do you ever just like, go outside of your door and look up? And I think that idea of 
we're so focused. So our, our uh, line of sight is usually like eye level to lower to make sure we don't run into things, to make sure we're not tripping. But every once in a while, I always remember like, oh, just look, just look up. And then you do and you realize that you'd never do that. I think that yeah. to me is like a shift. I'm a perpetually distracted person. There's a, a running joke between my sisters into my wife in that anytime I'm basically anywhere, I'm very distracted by everything. And so I like, hmm. I guess this is what they have all told me, which I have to have to acknowledge is true, but I don't know, is that I like am perpetually almost dying because I'm like so distracted by looking at things that they're pulling me out of like... <laughs> death situations and i guess that there was like a natural handoff from my sisters doing that for me to my wife doing that for me and at some point they like they they realized that they had all been preventing my impending doom because i'm so distracted like anytime i'm anywhere i i think it i'm just a naturally inquisitive person so i try to take in a lot more things but i find myself naturally doing that going slow and and I enjoy that a lot more because I can take everything in and kind of try to acquiesce myself to the situation. But I realize when I go fast, I'm not doing any of that, which is good f- for me in the inverse and in that I can just like blast through things. But yeah. I think that time shifting of, of making the time to do that as long as it's in a, a safe way and someone will prevent you from walking into traffic, I think <laughs> is is uh, is a highlight for me. I don't know. This is fascinating, Robbie, because I I actually experience you to be a pretty present person. So it's fascinating to me that you feel perpetually distracted. But that's where I say, like, in in motion, I'm perpetually distracted. I think if you okay, and I were to go it. for a walk in a in a space, I think I would be distracted. I think like, if bird, you and water, I were to- sun, grass. <laughs> yes. But also it's like, oh, I didn't realize like even on my when I go for runs, as much as I try to focus down so I don't trip. A lot of time, it's me trying to, like, take in my neighborhood in different ways than I normally do. Mm. And I think if you and I were to sit down, as we are now, and look at each other, super focused, right? Like, it's easy for me to put blinders on. I think it's when I'm in motion that I'm perpetually distracted. Yeah, that's a good thing to notice. And I would say for me, it's maybe the opposite. When I'm better when I'm in motion, I feel my most present when I'm on a walk and I'm not listening to anything. But I have to work to be present in like situations like this, honestly, you know, like I have to (laughs) consciously minimize the distractions around me, which is maybe a good transition into like bringing this home for you guys. So how the heck do we bring time shifting into our real lives? <laughs> like, yeah, okay, how do we do Shan, this? Yeah, like, we hear you. We're supposed to cultivate presence and ignore our, like, three-page long to-do lists. So a couple of things come to mind. First is how can you create and cultivate a culture of presence? And oftentimes when we talk about things like this, we've got to lead by example. So... Two examples that I want to give on like things that you might do because we're in this weird COVID times. So we have to think about like the digital version of this and the physical version of this. Mm-hmm. So a physical way for you to lead by example in presence, literally shift your whole body and be present with the person that you're talking with. So I go back to that example I gave earlier in the episode of like the woman who couldn't peel herself away from her email screen to just shift her body and give me her eye contact. 
give people your eye contact and your full attention and do whatever you need to do physically to shift into just being with that person. I'm going to pile on this piece and say, if your computer's open, close your computer. If your phone is in your pocket, take it out, flip it over or get it out of your space. I think showing people that you are doing those things helps them know that you are invested in them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'm blown away. I did a poll recently on Instagram at how few people feel like they can minimize distractions, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so this includes yourself too. How do you create a cultivate? How do you cultivate a culture of presence even within yourself? So like putting your phone in airplane mode, going into do not disturb, daring to close your email, like, shock, you know, I think it was like, maybe 50% of people felt comfortable, like they could do something like that. And we've got to practice giving both ourselves our full attention and full focus for an hour. And also then how is that cultivating our ability to give it to others and know that babies aren't going to die because your email browser isn't open. So that's thing one. I think the second thing that I really want folks to take away is how do we cultivate a culture of reflection? Because Having to reflect and take a minute to take stock naturally kind of pulls us into presence. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, oh, wait, I've got to slow down here and think a minute. How did that thing go? Uh, So I want to think about this one in two, two ways. How do you cultivate reflection within yourself? And then how do you cultivate a culture of reflection within maybe like the broader team that you're a part of? So first is by leading by example. So how can you create just like a mini career journal for yourself? And maybe you're not a journaling type, but I'm just going to give you a couple of questions that you don't have to even write these down, though I think it's helpful, but just like your mental checklist at the end of the week. Am I happy? What do I like about this job? What don't I like about this job? What can I change? Where can I go from here? Do I feel like I'm making progress? Right? Like, It can be that simple to Mm -hmm. just begin to cultivate a more reflective mindset within yourself. And then for how do you incorporate this into a team setting? I think it can be as simple as exercises that maybe some of us have done before of like a start, stop, continue. Right. So like once a quarter, are you sitting down with your team or or frankly, even once a year would be a great Mm -hmm. starting point for some people to just say, what do we want to start doing as a team? What do we want to stop doing as a team? And what do we want to continue doing as a team to get everybody into that present moment of whatever their experience is? Let me ask you a really tactical piece here. Do you have everybody think about these start, stop, continues, and then you come together as a group and discuss, or do you just do it all in the moment? I don't think it matters. I mean, you know your team better. I am more of like a let's do it in the moment kind of person. But if you Mm -hmm. know that you have some introverts on your team or some people who maybe need time and space to reflect in order to feel comfortable bringing anything forward, for sure, give it to them in advance. What's your take? Having probably done these before. I like the advance. I think with all things, when you're asking people to be reflective, the group think things starts to happen where people think of like just the, the best and worst things right away. But I think giving people a little bit of time, they start to see a little bit more like nuance to those. Yeah. But I think if the team has done it before, then yeah, I think you jump in and say, hey, we're doing this thing again. Like, no need to prep because we've done it. But I think the first time you, you got to give people, I think, just some time, even if it's in that same space to like prep for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever you do, I think with both of these tactical examples, how do you focus on leading by example and being the change that you wish to seek in creating a more present and empathetic workplace around you, for sure? 
Shannon, you had said something about a difference between our IRL meetings and our uh, digital meetings. Mm-hmm. Did you want to expand on that piece? Well, I think you already hit it. So in the present moments, how do you, fo- when you're in real life, IRL, oh my God, that's a term I haven't heard in a while. When you're in real life, how do you shift your whole body to be fully with the person that you're with? Mm-hmm. And virtually, I think you touched on some of these tips, but for me, I will literally minimize all other apps. So minimizing my email, putting my computer in do not disturb mode. Rami's wife was kind enough to teach me how to do that a long time ago. Uh, and then the other thing that I'll do on my virtual calls right now is make the full screen their face and minimize my face. Because if we were in real life, I wouldn't be looking at the mirror, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like checking the mirror out to see me. It's not about me. It's about them and this person that I'm with. And I think, Rami, you had a really beautiful idea on this one, too, about shifting your space, going to a different physical space to signify your presence. Yeah, I think... So once we get used to seeing each other through our cameras, I'm really bad at ever moving. My my wife is really good at, I'll be in this space and then I'll go to that space. But for me, it's like I've got my setup, my monitors, I'm always in the same space. But when I'm taking time to actively focus on someone, I will move, I will unplug from my monitors and I will move to a different space and really give that person the time and and one of the ways that I'm doing that is by putting myself somewhere else so that they know that that they're getting they're getting me with like basically my monitor closed or my my, my laptop closed because I'm in a different space. Like I'm yeah. getting myself out of the work mindset, which is where I exist, to a different mindset. Yeah. Nice. And it is a reality that a lot of us are in right now. So be yes. mindful. I think it's still the same concepts, whether you're virtual or in person. How do you mm-hmm. minimize distractions? And oftentimes it's easier to shift our bodies than our minds. So how do you make a physical shift in the space that you're in to help your mind cue up for being in a different mode and being fully present? That was time shifting. Shannon, we just learned about time shifting. Now we're all superheroes who shift yeah, time. Yeah, we can like move and our dodge bodies bullets. like the Matrix people and dodge bullets. Neo and Trinity. <laughs> Yeah. All right. We want you guys to come to us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs and let us know, like, what what are your techniques for time shifting? How are you getting yourself yeah. more presence in in your day, in your life? And let us know. Like, we'd love to know what, what advice you have for us and for others. Yes. Check us out at Workplace Hugs on Instagram. With that, I've been Shannon. And I've been Rami. And this was Workplace Hugs. Workplace Hugs.